Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Revolution Church. Pastor Anton here. Glad to be with you and bringing the next message of our topic of sweet spot. Man, I'm so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. So let's just pray. Let's believe that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us today and give us the answers that we need in Jesus' name. All right, you ready to pray? Father, we just come boldly before the throne of grace, and we're so thankful. So thankful, Lord God, that we can rest in you and know that, Lord, you know exactly what we're all going through. Lord, I pray that this message, Lord God, would just open up the eyes of our hearts, God, to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we just thank you for it. Holy Spirit, use my mouth. Use the examples that are necessary to help others see your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're talking about sweet spot. And you know, this, this series has taken on a baseball theme. And I like the, I like the, the game of baseball. I mean, um, I, as a kid, I was, I was pretty good at playing baseball. Um, a lot better than your pastor, Pastor Dino. I mean, I had the knack. I, was, I wasn't a big guy like him, but I had the knack of hitting the ball really, really good and playing some great, great defense. Uh, a couple years ago, though, my wife surprised me with an anniversary gift to attend the, the, the Detroit Tiger fantasy camp. Now, you might say, well, what is that? Those who are watching right now. But it's a camp where I was able to go to in Lakeland, Florida, where I was playing side by side with a bunch of other guys and a bunch of former players that played for the Detroit Tigers. It was a great time. Uh, just meeting up with them, having lunch with them, uh, spending just some, some times with them on the field, off the field. It was a great, great time. Um, Tiger greats who are playing uh, with us throughout the whole camp. Now, um, what happened was at, at first we were we were just getting you know looking at the fields and and making sure that we were you know assimilating ourselves with what was happening on the field and we picked teams and we played a round robin of games with a bunch of guys there and in our in our uh, coaches happened to be the former tigers that played that i watched on tv every single saturday as as a kid growing up uh the camp was was really fun a bunch of guys just playing baseball and having lots of fun now in the, in the beginning of the week, I played really well. I was hitting the ball well and uh, feeling the ball well. Everything was going just right. And you know, I miss it here and there, but for the most part, I was having fun. But in the middle of the week, I got into a batting slump and I wasn't making any connection with the ball. And, um, and I was having a hard time with it. You know, when you're in a batting slump, you're not having fun. And so I went to my coach 
I went to my coach and I said, you know what? I need some help. I, I was wondering if you can give me some time to get me through this slump. And, and I, so I went to my coach who happened to be Rick Leach, who was a former Tiger and who also played for the University of Michigan football team. And so he happened to be my manager, my coach. And so he got me into the batting cages that they had there in the facilities. It was an awesome, awesome time. Uh, anyways, uh, so I got into the batting cages and he was observing how I was, uh, he, he was observing my, my stance first and where my position was. And then he was trying to see how I was swinging the bat. I mean, I had it ready to go, but what happened was I was swinging more with my arms than I was with my whole body. So he made this adjustment. He said, he said, Anton, that's all I need you to do is make two small adjustments. One, just make sure that your, your stance and you're bending at the knees. And then what I want you to do is think about hitting from your core as opposed to hitting with your arms because that's what most people do. They think, oh, just use my arms. No, it's all about hitting with your core because if you hit with your core, then your arms will follow through and you'll hit the ball and you'll hit the ball well. So I paid attention to his advice. I went after it. I got into the batting cages and I could hear his voice. Hear me. I could hear his voice. Watch your, your stance. Okay, so now swing with your core and then you'll make contact with the ball. And I did this over and over and over until finally I found myself in a position to where when I got on the field, I saw me, myself hitting the ball a lot harder and a lot further than what I was doing before. So this is, what, this is what my coach did for me. So what did Coach Leach help me do? He helped me make small adjustments. Maybe write that in the chat right now. Make small adjustments to the approach of where I was in, in, in my hitting uh, so I can get out of my slump. Uh, and boy, listen, it did work. I mean, there are times when I, I was amazed at myself, how, how hard I hit the ball and how, you know, the length of ball. I mean, I, the first time out, I remember, I remember this one part. I was up to bat and I just remembered, watch your stance, hit with your core. And then the ball came through the, and, and the pitcher threw the ball and I did exactly what he asked me to do. And I hit a triple that day. So now, you know, a minor league basis, it's not like, you know, softball. These are 90 feet. I had to run 90 feet from one base to the next. You know, so that was, I was huffing and puffing. But I did that only because I was listening. I heard my stance. I heard the swing. I heard him saying the things that I needed to do so I could be successful. And that's what this series is all about, is making small adjustments so that we could uh, so we can uh, hit the sweet spot of life in our lives. So the key was getting out of my uh, out of my batting slump was making those small adjustments. Maybe that's all it's going to take for you today is making those small adjustments, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what you need to do, what we need to do, so that we can be successful. 
in our walk of life in Christ Jesus. So that's what this is all about. And Pastor Dino talked about in the first part of the series, of the, of the series he talked about uh, our position in Christ and how we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Aren't you happy that you're righteous? Even though you might fail tomorrow, God still sees you as righteous. So really, I really believe that God wants us to be more righteous conscious than ever before. Okay, so, uh, and I love the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, it says that God made him who had no sin to become sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I love the scripture that Pastor Gino talked about last time uh, when he spoke on this subject in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, that if we know that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we know that we have the abundance of grace working in our lives. We can rule and reign in this life. Nothing could be too difficult for us because God is for us and not against us. And then Pastor Devin last week did a phenomenal job. He talked about practicing uh, uh, the presence of God, practicing listening for His voice, hearing His voice, going in His direction. And I love what he talked about in John chapter 10, verse uh, 27. He said, my sheep, Jesus said this, but Pastor Devin pointed it out. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I'll tell you what, the next small adjustment that I want to talk about today that I think is going to help us in our sweet spot of life in Christ Jesus is one word. And that one word is focus. Focus. So if we can make a small adjustment in how we focus on the kingdom of God and focus on God, focus on Jesus, focus on the Holy Spirit, things will be a little different for all of us. I want to start by talking about Matthew 6, 33. And you know, this is Pastor Dino's most favorite scripture. And it's mine too, because it's, it's something that we, we both live by, that if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the Bible says that all other things will be added to us. Wow. Things will be added to us. Now, many times we read that scripture and we think, oh, you know, God's going to meet our needs because we're going to seek first the kingdom of God. Listen, God has already gone before us, ahead of us. He's going to meet our needs. But that, that, that scripture is talking about an added addition, things that we don't even think about, things that, that come our way, the blessings of God that come our way as we seek first the kingdom of God. And that's going to be our focus today is seeking first the kingdom of God and what that benefits us as we do so. What's the first benefit? The first benefit is that in all things, the, in everything, uh, there's going to be additions that come our way where we don't even know that they're coming. I mean, they just show up. They just clearly just show up. There's a word that I looked up and it's, it's the word serendipity. And it means the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or practical way. Now, in layman's terms, it's just an occurrence. It's, it's something that, that happens in your life that makes you happy. How many know that, you know, when good things start happening in your life, it makes you happy, 
Well, I call this the favor of God. This is the favor that God was talking about that we could have in our lives. Favor is, is that are, are things that when things happen and you're not even looking for it. You're not even looking for the goodness of God, but they just occur in your life. Maybe you're not even looking for healing, but somehow, supernaturally, God heals you. Maybe you're not even looking for it, but, you know, there's something on the ground. There's a debit card, and you pick it up, and there's no name on it, but, you know, you pick it up, and you think, what's this all about? And you find out there's a couple hundred dollars that you needed for that week of groceries, Maybe it's a business transaction that's, that, 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 uh, uh, that you weren't even looking for. And, and it just transpires. The favor of God just covers you in that transaction. That's what happened to us. Uh, my wife and I own a, a commercial building in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we've had some vacancies for some time. And because of COVID, it made it even worse. I mean, we couldn't find anyone to take one of our suites. And, you know, I just chalked it up. I said, Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You know our needs. I'm not going to beg for them. You know that I know that you're going to meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I just kept on seeking first the kingdom of God every morning, just thanking him, just being with him, having conversation with him. And all year long, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened until the week of Christmas. This is so outstanding because I wasn't even expecting it. You know, I, you know, I'm thinking the week of Christmas, everything, all businesses just kind of shut down. They kind of go on uh, a low mode. You know, they just, they're just existing and they're waiting for the, the end of the year to, to come so that they can ramp up again come January 1. Well, that's what I did. But I just continued to seek first the kingdom of God. And this is the favor of God. That week, Christmas week, you know, I received this email from our broker and our broker said, I have a person that's interested in one of your suites. They want to move in on January 1. Wow. I was just taken back. I looked at that email and I said to my, and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Merry Christmas. That was the addition that I wasn't even looking for that came my way. And so we were excited about it because, you know what, I wasn't like I was confessing the word of God that these sweets got to be filled and, and I was praying in the spirit. I wasn't even, I was just seeking first the kingdom of God, spending time with God. And this all came to fruition for us. I was so excited about it. And we're going to be closing very shortly here in the month of January because it was just too, too short of time. We couldn't do everything in that one week because of the holidays, but thank God it all came and it, it, it helped us out. Second benefit, second benefit when we're focused on the kingdom of God is peace Enjoy. And let me tell you something. During these unprecedented times, we need God's peace and joy because there's a lot of unrest that's happening in our nation. There's a lot of unrest happening in our families, our relationships, our jobs. And this is where we need to have the peace of God, the joy of God. Even in the midst of a turmoil, even in the midst of a challenge, if we seek first the kingdom of God, God's peace will override that situation. God's joy will override that situation. And he'll give us the solutions that we need if we just seek first the kingdom of God. Focus in on that. And then we'll, able, we'll be able to hit the sweet spot of life. 
So I love what Romans 4, 14, 17 says. You know, Paul said it this way. He said, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do you hear what I just got them saying? Paul said this, not Jesus. Paul, by revelation, said that the kingdom of God is righteousness. We've been talking about that, our position in Christ. But it's peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I frequently ask myself, am I focused on the kingdom of God? Am I experiencing the additions that come with the favor of God? Am I experiencing the joy, the peace that I need in my life, even when I'm going through a challenging time? If I'm not, then what kind of small adjustments do I need to make? What kind of things that I need to do so I can set myself up to hitting the sweet spot of life, making sure that the kingdom of God is centered in my life. Listen, folks, God's kingdom is not out there. God's kingdom is right here on the inside. He's talking to us on the inside here, giving us insight with what we need. And I really believe that every time we're challenged with something, something that happens on the outside, God gives us or supplies us the peace and the joy that we need when we seek first the kingdom of God. When it's on our minds, man, God, what are you saying today? I need some answers today. So what do I need to do? What's the small adjustments that I need to make so that I can make the kingdom of God more real to me and maybe to you? Um, so we can experience these additions, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Number one, read the Bible. <laughs> I know, you're thinking, I'm going to give you something that's way out there. But just read the Bible. Read the Bible. This is God's language to us. He knows exactly what we're going through. And so he's going to supply that language to us by the Holy Spirit uh, by which we can do in His direction so that we can overcome our obstacles that we face in life. Just reading the Word of God, that we can gain that peace and that joy that we need even when we're in the midst of a turmoil, midst of a challenge, in the midst of what we're going through right now. God's peace can rule us. God's joy can rule us if we just allow ourselves to read the Bible. Yes, just read the Bible. And let me tell you something, set yourself up to succeed, please. Man, maybe you're just a morning person and that's the best time to read the Bible, then read the Bible during the mornings. You know, and just a side note here, just to give some instruction here, man, stick with the New Testament. Stick with the, the epistles of the Bible, because that's what we need right now. Those are the practical things that we need to ob uh, obtain, the revelations of God's Word, so that we can get through whatever we're getting through in this season of our lives today. So maybe it's the morning. Maybe it's the evening for you. Maybe it's late at night, you night owls. I mean, I know that some people like that. That's their best time to read the Bible. It's very quiet. Maybe it's 
during the afternoon, but whatever it takes, just read the Bible. And don't read the Bible just like a book. You know, you're reading a book at night just so you can get tired, so you can fall asleep. That's not when you read the Bible. You read the Bible because you're trying to obtain God's revelations for yourself so that you can hit the sweet spot of life, so that you can be living in God's kingdom. This is seeking first the kingdom of God. And listen, don't get into condemnation. If you missed it one day, don't worry about it. If you miss it two days, don't worry about it. Just get back on track. God's not, God's not going to give you a guilt trip. Now, the enemy will try to do that to you. But you know what? That's not who God is. God loves that every time we open up the Word of God and read it and get those revelations working in our lives, it's going to benefit us. That's how much He loves us. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, and Jesus said it himself. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never, ever pass away. Um, uh, the Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and I'll give it to you. So reading the Bible is very, very important. Number two, here it is. Revelation number two, hear the Bible, hear messages. I know that this is just seems so elementary. I get it. But I'm realizing more and more in my walk with Christ that he just wants me to hear his messages. He wants me to take in what the kingdom of God stands for to assure me of my righteousness, my peace, my joy, my love that I need so that I can function here on the earth. Listen, it's important to hear the message. And maybe you're a new convert. Maybe you're just coming into these things where you're, you, know, you don't know where to start. And that's you today. Start listening to messages. I mean, when I was growing up, when I was first, not growing up, but when I was saved, uh, uh, you know, I just had thousands of thises of the Bible. And it was very difficult for me to, to comprehend what the Bible was saying to me personally. But I would hear messages. And I'm going to date myself here. I would listen to tapes and CDs. All right. But nowadays, now listen, nowadays you can stream messages from all over the world and you can gain the message of God's goodness in your life. You can gain and understand how to seek first the kingdom of God and all the benefits that come along with it. So hearing messages, hearing messages in your vehicles, hearing messages in your workout time, hearing messages on your walks, just, you know, it's just not enough to listen to a Sunday morning meeting. It's just, just not enough. We need to constantly be feeding and listening to God's Word because that will help us, benefit us in our focus of seeking first the kingdom of God. John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. So Jesus is the Word and we're listening to His voice. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, that that Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There's no time limit of hearing God's Word. We choose to listen and obey. We choose to hear as much as we want to, to listen as far as the Word is concerned. When we make these small adjustments of reading uh, God's Word and without us knowing it, we'll automatically see the benefit of seeking first 
the kingdom of God. That would just happen automatically. Revelations of God's word would just come, come deep into our lives. And they'll start happening on the outside of our lives. We'll realize that one day maybe you were sick. You know, but the more times you seek first the kingdom of God, the next thing you know it, you're well. The next thing you know it, God's answered your prayers for your finances. God's answered your prayers for your relationships. They just automatically happen because we're seeking first the kingdom of God, because we're reading, because we're listening. I know this is so strange. I, I, I know that you're, you're thinking that I had this, this deep theological uh, solution for you, but this is the simplest thing that I can give you today so that you can win in 2021. Listen, this is so, so important because sometimes we have to fight for that time to read. We have to fight for that time to hear the message because, you know, that's what the enemy does. He starts a fire over here and then you're distracted over here. And then when you got that fire, to, that fire's out, then he starts another fire over here and then you're trying, and then soon enough, you're, you're trying to do all this work on your own as opposed to focusing in on God's word, hearing his message, listening for his voice and moving in his direction. Um, so I was saying that when I, when, when I'm in the batter's box and, um, and, and, and I'm waiting for that pitch to come so I can swing at it, you know, a lot of times, uh, people are looking at the motion of the pitcher. You know, he goes through a lot of his gymnastics, you know, and, and if, if I'm paying attention to all his gymnastics before he delivers a ball, I'm going to miss the ball. But instead, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm ready. I'm in my stance. I hear his voice. I'm focused on that ball coming out of his hand. Why am I focused? Because I'm wanting to see where that ball is going to go. And in a millisecond, I can know by how the laces are turning, how the movement of the ball, if the ball is going to be low, high, away from me, or just perfect. But my focus is on the ball. My focus is going to be on that ball. My focus is going to be on the kingdom of God first. And all other things will be given to me, the Bible says. And all these benefits, hearing his voice, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Man, this is awesome stuff, folks. Um, there's an interesting story. I'm going to end with this. There's an interesting story in Luke chapter 10 about two sisters, Martha and Mary. And um, very interesting because uh, these two sisters, um, well, Martha actually invited Jesus into her home. And Mary just kept, happened to tag along. And here's Martha. She is busy in the kitchen doing a lot of things, helping out, maybe serving Jesus uh, because he had been doing some some major things in in the field, and uh, but it's, instead, of, and then also then we have Mary. Mary, uh, instead of helping Martha, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to every word that was coming out of his mouth. Now, this is not to condemn anybody, folks. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to. Uh, you know, compare you to a Mary or to a Martha. But I want to know, I want you to see the difference between what a Martha brings 
in a relationship with God and what Mary brings in a relationship with God. Mary knew that there was something special about this Jesus. So she would listen for the words that were coming out of his mouth. Now the word is not clear as to what he was talking about. but I'm sure he was talking about the kingdom of God. I'm sure he was talking about the love of God. I'm sure he was talking about righteousness. All the things, his grace and truth that he was well establishing on the earth. And she just sat there and listened and listened and listened. And here Martha, you know, she complained. She complained to Jesus. She complained about her sister. You know, Jesus, why aren't you doing anything about this? Don't you see I'm at work? I'm here to serve you, and Mary's not even helping me. And of course, we can use this. And there's time for everything, folks. There are times when we need to serve. Yes, we need to serve. But at this particular moment, this moment of time, Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, listening for his words. And Jesus responded with this, in uh, verse 41 to 42, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. And maybe you're in the same position. Maybe you're troubled about many things. Maybe you're troubled because you don't know when the next paycheck's coming your way. Maybe you're troubled because you don't know if schools are going to be open. Maybe you're troubled in your body because you may not be able to see the doctor. But listen to what Jesus said. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will, be, which will not be taken away from her. Those were his words. And we can see in Mary's life that there was a, a supernatural change in her life. Mary had the revelation of how much Jesus loved her. Mary had a revelation of how much she was forgiven. So much so, listen, so much so that she took all the oil that she had in her possession which was a year's wages. Washed Jesus' feet and dried them with her hair. She didn't know how to be, how to express her thankfulness of this newfound revelation of God's kingdom in her life. And she was so thankful for it. And that all came because she was listening listening to the words of Jesus. And that's what we can do today, folks. We can listen, we can read, we can do whatever it takes to see God's kingdom established in our lives. Mary chose or focused to listen at the feet of Jesus so that she could gain the kingdom of God, so that she could experience life in the sweet spot of life. How? By making small adjustments. I'm asking you today.
Let's make that small adjustment in your life. We're living in history, folks, and we need God in our life more than ever before. We need Him to lead us, guide us, and direct us. Take the time to read. Take the time to listen over and over and over, and you'll see that automatically things will begin to transpire in your life favor of God will just come on your life. So today, maybe you're listening today and you're saying, I didn't realize that this Jesus was that good. That he had a plan for my life just like he planned for Mary's life. Maybe you're watching for the very first time and you're saying to yourself, I need this Jesus in my life. I'm feeling fearful. I feel like things are just disappearing around me. I need Jesus. Friend, that's all you need to do is say these words. And I'm encouraging you to repeat these words. Say them with your mouth, meaning from, from your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe the hand of God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. Today, I believe I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I'm in divine relationship with you. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.